The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, you're listening to the Fantasy Football Almanac Show. This is Sean Ryan. It's been a while since I posted an episode, but I am knee-deep, or I should say probably neck-deep at this point, in preparations and writing um, statistical analysis for the 2023 Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide. That's coming out. Um, I wanted to run through today a list of overrated and underrated players coming into the 2023 season, pending, of course, the fantasy fo- I'm sorry, the NFL draft that's coming up. I also have lines from BovadaSportsBook.com, which I'm going to be running through as I kind of talk about the players as well, because I think it's always just interesting to see what the what the what the hype in fantasy football and how it relates to the hype in uh, NFL betting. There's usually a correlation there. Um, also, I should tell everybody, in addition to the 2023 Fantasy Football Almanac, um, which is going to be out, I think, you know, probably first Saturday of June or something like that. That's usually when I publish it. I'm also publishing. Um, uh, through my company, a WorkShare Stats. It's going to be called Fantasy Football Magazine. It's WorkShare Stats. And for those of you who don't know too much about my publication, I enter. I am such a statistical guy, and I watch all of the NFL games, right? So I'm not a numbers guy exclusively. I'm not a, hey, you know, gut-feeling guy exclusively. It's kind of a, a merger of the two. But what you see when you watch the game, you see trends. And a lot of times that's backed up by what you see statistically. I'll give you an example for WorkShare. Um, I track every position, um, six wide receivers, four running backs, a quarterback, three tight ends every single week um, against the defensive matchups too. So I track the defensive matchups every single week. And I can go through my 2022 numbers and I can say, hey, what happened? What did the Minnesota Vikings offense look like when uh, TJ Hawkinson started at tight end versus Irv Smith last year? And when I can drill, this is just one example, but when I drill down, I, I see that TJ Hawkinson got um, 22% of the target share uh, from Kirk Cousins. And the Minnesota Vikings throw a lot, right? I think uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously, he's like one of the league leaders in target share. I think he's at like 33%. But TJ Hawkinson, in the nine games, eight or nine games he played with the Minnesota Vikings, he was at 22%. That's good enough for third among tight ends. So, you know, his yardage totals were great. His touchdown totals were great. He actually overtook um, Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne as the second, definitely the second um, highest targeted player on the Minnesota Vikings team. So you might think, oh, yeah, that's pretty obvious. And that is a fairly obvious example because TJ Hawkinson is already ranked highly in fantasy football. There are a lot of observations with this WorkShare stats book um, and projections, by the way, that aren't so predictable. So I think that's going to be interesting. But what I've been able to do is take a lot of that research and apply it to the Fantasy Football Almanac. So I'm going to be going through underrated and overrated players, one position, maybe two, uh, depending on kind of how much time we have here, Um, one at each position for each, right? So one overrated quarterback, one underrated quarterback, and so on. And I'm also going to, like I said, apply the lines uh, to the Bavada lines for the futures. Uh, for, you know, basically next year, who's going to win the Super Bowl, right? So I'm going to start with quarterback. Um, my overrated quarterback, and by the way, I'm, I'm using the fantasy football rankings consensus from Fantasy Pros. This is another thing I use in my research for the book. This is how, when I'm looking at, say, the work share stats, when I'm projecting rookies, which we don't know where they're going to land yet, um, when I'm doing all of these things, I'm also looking at the consensus ranking, and I'm also participating in mock drafts because I want to know where these players are kind of slotted because if I have a guy... Um, that I think is really the 20th best player, but I see the fantasy football consensus and the mock drafts have that player being drafted in like, you know, number 100. 
I'm not going to tell you, hey, take him in the second round. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say take him in maybe the eighth round or something like that because I want you to get that person. I want you to jump on that person maybe a round or two early so that you have the ability to basically ride that person to the playoffs. That's where the fantasy championships are won. That's what the fantasy football almanac is all about. Um, but like I said, I'm going to start with quarterbacks. So my overrated quarterback, and I got to be honest with you, I say quarterback, I say this all the time, quarterback's a new kicker. There is so much parity. I think you have a top tier, a pretty clear top tier of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Maybe you throw Joe Burrow in there depending on how many points your team gets for passing touchdowns. And then you have have a group of like probably 10 guys that are similar so if you're in a one quarterback league if you don't get that top tier you can generally wait um, there's a lot of similarity so when I say this this player is overrated is Dak Prescott I think he's overrated um, for a couple reasons. One, he really, I don't think he's exceeded like 4,000 yards passing in like two years, all right? That's one thing. Um, I do like that they added, the Cowboys added Brandon Cooks uh, in the offseason. I do like that Tony Pollard is basically the unquestioned starting running back and he's great out of the passing game. But if you've heard the press um, with Kellen Moore leaving and going to the Chargers, I think that Mike McCarthy, and he said as much, they're going to run the ball more in strategic situations. And what does that mean? That means third and one. They're not going to dial up a pass play like they would have last year. And what does that mean? Third and goal, fourth and goal, kind of like what we saw from the Eagles last year. Less passing, more running. So, um, you know, if Dak Prescott's involved in the running game, that's great. I don't think he's going to be involved. I think that's good things for Tony Pollard. But I think Dak Prescott, currently ranked at number nine in the fantasy consensus, I think that's a little too high, especially when Kirk Cousins has been consistently outscoring Dak Prescott, and Kirk Cousins is ranked at number 11. So if you're looking for kind of a bottom-grade starter, I would pass on Prescott. I don't mind him as a second quarterback in um, – in two quarterback leagues. The Dallas Cowboys, by the way, according to Bovada, are plus 1,500 to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty reasonable, but uh, Dallas, you know, um, their defense is quality. If they run the ball, they control the clock a little bit more, you know, maybe in the Super Bowl. That's what uh, Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys fans hope for. Now, my underrated quarterback um, at this point is Brock Purdy. <laughs> and I know he just had elbow surgery. I know he might not start training camp and all that. But I think it's interesting that Trey Lance right now is listed as the number 19 quarterback and Brock Purdy is listed as the number 30 quarterback. And I know it's mostly due to injury, but John Lynch came out and said basically, hey, if healthy enough, Purdy's earned the right uh, to get the starter reps. Purdy showed me more in terms of passing ability and reading the field than Trey Lance has. But I'll be fair, Trey Lance really hasn't had a lot of games and a lot of base to really make that and, you know, make any decisions um, for anybody. And uh, Sam Darnold's a wild card, too. I think, you know, Sam Darnold could start and might very well be a much better starter than, uh, than Trey Lance. And Sam Darnold, actually, let me look at him. I didn't even think about him. He's number 38. So... I don't know. I, I'm not a big believer in Trey Lance. I could easily put hit, put him in the uh, the overrated category. By the way, San Francisco 49ers predictably have good Super Bowl odds. Bovada has them at plus 750 to win the Super Bowl. Um, I like that because they took a third-string quarterback last year to the Super Bowl. Sam Darnold, I think, as a baseline quarterback, he can get it done, right? If he's just protecting the ball and having the 49ers rely on that run game, he can get things done. Now let's move to running back. Overrated. I kind of referenced this earlier. Kellen Moore left uh, as the play caller from the Dallas Cowboys, kind of the pass-happy guy, and he moves to the Los Angeles Chargers. Austin Eckler is the number three running back. Look, he's still a first-round pick, right? He's still a, a really high-tier running back, so the sky is not falling. I have him in dynasty leagues because I've been buying low on him for years. 
Um, Austin Eckler, a guy that I had ranked at number two last year, and I got a little bit of flack on that. Um, Austin Eckler, I think, is a little bit too high this year, and it breaks my heart because I love Austin Eckler. And and it's not anything about the contract situation. I think he'll be a charger, but we'll see what happens. But Austin Eckler, I think the big thing is I don't think he's going to be used um, on the goal line as much as he has been. He's been a touchdown machine. He even started, I think, the first three games without a touchdown last year and still went off. Austin Eckler this year, I think he takes a step back because I think this offense is going to be routed through Justin Herbert, and I have no problem with that. Um, And I think that uh, because of that, Austin Eckler scores less touchdowns. If he scores less touchdowns, maybe less involved in the passing game. I think more is going to go. They have a really talented receiver base out there. Maybe he gets more rushing attempts. Um, You know, I think he's still going to get a good work share. He's still going to be a good running back. But number three is just a little bit too high for me. I'd have him still in the top 10, but a little bit lower than that. The Chargers, I might have said San Diego a couple times. I mean, Los Angeles is still kind of frying my brain. The Los Angeles Chargers, let me look where their Super Bowl odds. Bavada has them at plus uh, plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl. So uh, I think that's a fair step up. I think that's uh, very fair. Now, my underrated running back, Alvin Kamara. Now, I know he's been trending down in my almond, in the, the fantasy football almanac. I always give you the last three years of stats. He's trending down significantly. But my argument is, look, he's going to be league age 27 this year. Okay, So he's still on the right side of 30 years old. Um, I, two years ago, predicted that Alvin Kamara wasn't going to be a good running back. And I doubled down this past year, although I thought he was going to be a little bit better. Um, so for me, the lack in productivity was completely predictable. Uh, because Drew Brees leaving the organization, um, that was going to have ripple effects throughout the entire offense, and it did hurt Alvin Kamara, but like I said, it was predictable. Derek Carr, not that he's a world beater, not that he's a significant upgrade over what they got out of Andy Dalton last year, but I do think Derek Carr is an upgrade, and I think that Derek Carr will use Alvin Kamara in the offense. And yes, I know that they added uh, Jamal Williams in the offseason, but I don't really think that's that big of an impediment. The New Orleans Saints have used two running backs for years with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Um, they've had multiple you know, running backs score over 10, 10 touchdowns. And the bones of this offense, even though Drew Brees and Sean Payton are gone, the bones of this offense remain. I am a believer in Alvin Kamara this year. Where is his rank? His rank's pretty low. It's like number 28 among running backs. So you're talking about a mid, possibly mid to late round pick for Alvin Kamara. I'm going to take that potential all day. I think the the Saints are going to sustain more drives. I think Derek Carr will throw interceptions, so I don't know how it's going to translate to wins and losses. But I do think that Alvin Kamara is going to take a big step back this year. So I think he's underrated. Um, if you're a dynasty player, if you're a deep keeper player or something like that, I would buy on him because his asking price is low at this point. Um, so I think you're, you'd be a buyer. You'd get a deal on Alvin Kamara and his potential. Like I said, he's just league age 27. He's still got some life in those legs. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, let me look at their line. I'm trying to find it. Where are you? Saints, Saints, Saints. The power of radio. I've missed them three times now. Okay. The New Orleans Saints, according to Bavada, are plus 3,500 to win the Super Bowl. Um, I just saw an article on NFL, um, NFL.com that said the Saints are kind of going to be one of the uh, the Cinderella stories for next year. I don't know about that. The defense took a big step back, so that defense needs to get back to strength, um, specifically the run uh, defense. It wasn't that great last year. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. I have two underrated, um, overrated, I should say. First is uh, Garrett Wilson for the New York Jets at number 12. Bear with me. I'll tell you why. And the next is Calvin Ridley at number 14 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll start with Ridley. Ridley hasn't played in like two years. Okay, he's like five games in two years or something like that. I I, I don't see why he'd be the number 14 wide receiver 
right? I, I see the talent there. I know the, the, the past productivity has been there. I get all that. But to just immediately pencil him in as a, as a fantastic starter, it's the, the number one guy in Jacksonville, I don't know. That's too rich for my blood. I like Calvin Ridley, don't get me wrong, but number 14 is too high. I would stay away from him. Uh, and Garrett Wilson, I think that one's the one that's probably going to take people by surprise. Why would I say such a thing? Here's the deal. I'm assuming at this point, Aaron Rodgers is not a New York Jet at this point, but I'm assuming that he will be, okay? I think they're going to get it done. You just got to be patient. What do we know about Aaron Rodgers, right? He's always complaining about a lack of youthful talent, but as soon as he talks about wanting to go to the New York Jets, what does he say? They have, by the way, they have Eli Moore, um, Corey Davis, who's not young, and they have Garrett Wilson. They have some young talent on that team. First thing he says is, I want Odell Beckham. I want Alan Lazard. I want Robert Tunyon. I want Mercedes Lewis. I want Randall Cobb. Those are my, that's my wish list. So basically he's trying to recreate uh, with the exception of Beckham, he's trying to recreate the below-average <laughs> Green Bay Packer wide receiver core when he has that young talent at the New York Jets. I think it's uh, a little maddening. So with respect to Garrett Wilson, he's fantastic talent. And you might look at that and you say, oh, gosh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. He's going to throw to Garrett Wilson all day, every day. It's going to be fantastic. Garrett Wilson's going to take a, a step forward with what he did in his fantastic rookie season. I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers, this is, this is the same guy that, that froze Christian Watson out for half a season because he dropped one pass. You know, he blamed it on youth. You know, Watson would be wide open. He wouldn't throw it to him. Um, the only reason they got Watson integrated in the offense is because there are so many injuries that Green Bay literally didn't have anybody else to throw to, and then Watson breaks out. I'm not convinced that that Rodgers, if he has his full stable of wide receivers to enter the season, I'm not convinced that he's going to go early and often to Garrett Wilson. He distrusts younger wide receivers. That scares me. The Bavada odds, though, are interesting for the New York Jets. Um, let me see here. Where are they? They're pretty high because of, you know, even though the trade hasn't been executed, they're fairly high, uh, at least within the division. Where are you? New York Jets are at plus 1,300 to win the Super Bowl. That's high. That's like number six in the league. That's way too high for me. And when I reference the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're at plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl. Um, so there you go. Now, my underrated wide receiver, Brandon Cooks. I I, I, threw, I threw some shade at Dak Prescott. Not a lot of shade, in my opinion, but NFL fans are a little touchy. I'll throw you some love, Cowboys fans. Brandon Cooks has been a monster on some very bad teams. He's been able to produce with, like, nothing at quarterback for the Houston Texans. He originally signed there. He went there because he thought Deshaun Watson would be his quarterback. That didn't work out in Houston. Um, he'd been trying to get out there, uh, out of there for a while. I think going to the Cowboys will help. I think he's underrated right now. He's ranked, according to the Fantasy Pros consensus, number 44 among wide receivers. To give you some context, he's ranked behind guys like, oh, let me get back to the wide receiver screen. Uh, let's see here. He's ranked behind guys like uh, Chris Godwin, who has new quarterback to throw to, I guess, Baker Mayfield to throw to him. He's behind Kadarius Toney, who we haven't really seen in action. He's behind Deontay Johnson, who has no quarterback in Pittsburgh. He's behind Rashad Bateman. Do we even know who's going to be throwing him the ball? He's behind a lot of guys that haven't historically produced. Brandon Cooks is getting an upgraded quarterback even though I think the offense will pass less. He's getting upgraded quarterback, and he's been able to produce with Davis Mills at quarterback in Houston. I'm a buyer on Brandon Cooks. I think he's being way undervalued for the Dallas Cowboys. Now let's finish it out with tight end. My underrated tight end, or I should let me start with the overrated tight end. I got to say, Kyle Pitts, number five consensus-ranked tight end. This is still due to his, his draft hype. I say this all the time, okay? It's nothing against Kyle Pitts, who I think would be a fantastic fantastic fantasy wide receiver and many other systems this one 
Arthur Smith in Atlanta, he wants to ground and pound, man. He needs a tight end that can block. That has never been Kyle Pitts' game, okay? Kyle Pitts is basically a slower wide receiver. That's what he is. So it'd be like if Traylon Burks came out of college and he said, hey, I'm a tight end, and then everybody was just like, oh, gosh, Traylon Burks is a tight end. Or Christian Watson comes out of college, he says, hey, by the way, I'm a tight end. Everybody's like, oh, gosh, he's going to be a fantastic tight end because they focus on the receiving. Tight end, you need, be, you need to be multifactored. You need to be able to block. Arthur Smith is leaving him off the field and leaving him out of passing concepts and all that stuff. Yes, I know they had some quarterback flux, but number five for Kyle Pitts, I know he had 1,000 yards in his rookie season. That was with Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. We don't really know who's going to be the quarterback. It could be Heineke, and by the way, Heineke would be better for Kyle Pitts' statistical outlook, but it's probably going to be Desmond Ritter. I don't see why we would have Kyle Pitts above guys like Dallas Goddard, above guys like Darren Waller, who has a change of scenery, above guys like Pat Fryermuth, who gets targeted on every other pass in Pittsburgh, above a guy like Evan Ingram, um, who is my underrated player. Evan Ingram at number nine uh, for uh, among tight ends. On the back, in the back half of the season, when the Jacksonville Jaguars went on their run, when uh, Trevor Lawrence kind of dialed things back, stopped pressing so much, stopped turning the ball over, Evan Ingram became a focal point in the offense. He is franchised. Uh, Jacksonville did not want him to hit the open market because they knew they had a difference maker there. Evan Ingram is the likeliest guy who's ranked outside the top five right now to jump in the top five. I think he is definitely, I think he's a lock for top eight in tight ends if he can stay healthy all the way through. He is definitely my most underrated tight end. I'm not going to do defense and special teams, by the way, everybody. I'm not going to get that granular. This is already granular enough. Uh, let me get to the uh, to the lines, though. Let's see here. So the Jacksonville Jaguars mentioned before, they're at plus 2,500. Um, and then the Atlanta Falcons, we know these odds are not going to be that great, especially with questions at quarterback. Bovada has the Atlanta Falcons at plus 7,500 to win the Super Bowl. So there you go. That's the show. Keep an eye out. I'll probably be back with some more kind of like – um, I guess wisdom, I guess advice, I guess, you know, with risk players and sleeper players and all that stuff. I'll be at, uh, back through the offseason. I am really deep in the preparation for the book, though. Um, writing is underway. We still have the NFL draft and see how that shakes out with the skill players. Uh, but, you know, a team like the Buffalo Bills are pretty set offensively. If they add a wide receiver piece, it's not really going to dynamically shift the offense. Uh, but a team like, say, the Indianapolis Colts or the Carolina Panthers, you know, teams that are early in the draft and will likely or may take a quarterback, those teams are going to shift. So I haven't even bothered riding them yet, right? So um, we'll see how everything shakes out, but I'm going to be working on that. Keep an eye out. I sell that on Amazon.com, always exclusively on Amazon. It's the Fantasy Football Almanac. This is Sean Ryan. Everybody have a great week, um, a great couple of weeks. We'll be back with another show soon. See you.